like his 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 shield, like Sir Mix Lot's shield, is like a turntable. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And, and and he has like a ball and chain, but it's a microphone. I know the show is not big enough to have enough fans for this to work, but like, oh my god, if one of you is an artist, please draw that fan art and send it to us. Please. pvpcastbot at gmail.com. Draw us a picture of Sir Mix-a-Lot in medieval armor using a turntable as a shield and a uh, microphone as a ball and chain or a mace. gentlemen, boys and girls all around the world, we present to you another ripping edition of the Dan vs. D Sports and Stuff Podcast with the initials DVD, as in DVD player, Omnia player, D with two E's, and always beside with me who's also doing some kind of hand signals as I'm doing my <laughs> intro shtick is... Dan with an A. Yeah, Dan, the man he can. <laughs> I like how it's just it's just like automatic now. Like it's just become just a staple. <laughs> I was uh, I was lip syncing. I've I've memorized this intro, so I, I was lip syncing it. I'm really impressed, honestly. <laughs> like, uh, so hey, D. Uh, remember last time we were talking about Magic Johnson and uh, the whole "I'm not going to be here" thing? Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> I tried to explain that to a coworker the other day with regards to the company Christmas party, which is like tomorrow night. Oh no. And it, like someone who's like not a sports fan and probably doesn't have any idea who Magic Johnson is. Um, you should have just sent him like a clip on YouTube. Cause it's like, <laughs> I a, really should. It's like a 12 second clip of that. But I was like, you know, but you know, I explained to him like the, the, the joke and the fact that the guy like literally quit in the middle of a press conference. <laughs> And then was like, yeah, so with regards to that Christmas party on Friday, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's easily my favorite thing we've I, done in a while. I could just picture the, the person, like uh, the guy being like, uh, just give it a side. I like, oh, you think you're so special not going to the party. Well, it's been good for me. Um, just been learning the new, the new uh, ins and outs of like being in a new section, learning new system, blah blah blah. And I've uh, been getting some, been hearing some good uh, reviews, good marks and stuff. So hey, uh, I um, I do. I've been doing a lot of running around, like seeing like basketball games and uh, spending time with my girlfriend and like with family and all that. Thanksgiving was dope. The food was dope. Yeah. Um, and we're, I'm gearing up for Christmas. So I'm just trying to figure out uh, a good work-life balance of like, hey, spend time with the people I care about, work, and sleep when I can get it. What's, how's life been treating you? I'm all right. Uh, I have a job. I, in more exciting news, I have been doing a lot of, just doing a lot, screwing around with a lot of production stuff. Uh obviously working on this show as I usually do and I am now subscribing to the online recording school Nail the Mix uh, mm -hmm. which is teaching me a lot of very cool skills about music production um, and 
I have a new podcast in the works. Which, Word, tell them about it. Which, uh, I won't say anything about it right now. Uh, it's top Because it is, not that, but it is <laughs> very, very, very far away from anyone hearing anything. So, we'll keep it under wraps for now. Mm. But it will be, it will be a fiction show, uh, narrative-based, with uh, full production and voice acting. Word. I like that. Uh, sort of a natural evolution of what we've started here. Um, I like that. Well, actually not. Not a natural evolution at all, because this is two guys talking about sports, and that's the weird thing that is not that. So When I when I hear evolution, I think of uh, the uh, the wrestling stable that, that was uh, comprised of Triple H, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, uh, Randy Orton, and uh, Batista. The movie star, but Dave Batista. <laughs> that was a pretty good. Better known stable. as Drax. <laughs> um, and the guy from Stuber. I need to watch that movie. It seemed like it was like a fun little watch. Well, in the sports world, um, I think the Ravens are now pretty much definitively the best team in football. Um, they are. Like I'm in the regular season. Now I'm waiting to like. Like, I've seen enough, and they were really, really good with, yes, Lamar Jackson's going to win the MVP. I think it. I think about unless he has, yeah, like, a catastrophic say, Russell's, failure. Russell's falling off a little bit, so yeah. that's like all if, it takes. Unless, like, the Jets blow them out, like, uh, 50 to nothing tonight, like, I think he's got the MVP under wraps. What do you think the Vegas odds would be on the Jets winning 50 to nothing tonight? I don't know, man, but like if you I'm bet sure somebody won- bet, it, bet it, like, uh, like, Ten bucks on it, it'll probably come back with like like ten uh, k. I was gonna say yeah, like if you bet one dollar on that, like you just would have to you get to quit your job the next day. Man, no, I no, it's like a here. thing where they very intentionally never offer like extraordinarily massive odds like that on anything because like it could happen. Know, I mean, it technically could happen, but. But, you know, just as a general principle, there's, like, pretty much a cap where they they don't, they won't offer any odds better than that, even on the most crazy, you know, unlikely thing. Because um, didn't a guy win, like, 50K, like, uh, when uh, the Giants went up 2 to nothing in that Super Bowl, in uh, Super Bowl 46 against New England, and they got that safety? I think a guy got, like, 50, 50K or something. bunch of other stuff has happened. Oh, Miles Garrett hit somebody with a football helmet, which yes. I suppose is our first topic. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 um, it's been talked about and it's gone, but, you know, this is really our first time, like, talking about it outside, you know, of text. Um, I saw it, and, like, I saw it happen, like, live, and, um, you know, when it... That was a Thursday night game, too, wasn't it? Was. It was. Yeah. Um, I don't know what was happening. What... I don't know what happened, like, in the, uh, like, the pile. Like, I heard there was a lot of instigating by uh, Mason Rudolph. So, whatever happened, like, we will never know. It's just between him and, and Garrett. But there's certain, like, no matter how much something makes you mad, you can't really do, you can't do that. Like, I mean... If if he would have just punched him in the face, it would have been one thing. It would have been like okay, one game suspension or like yeah, or it'd be like okay, don't do that again. Versus holy crap, 
you have like a weapon that could like turn this guy's brain into brains into mush, and like you got this guy that's six six foot what over what six foot five and two hundred and like you know like sixty pounds and just just solid muscle, Freaking what, Mr. Universe. And all that force. Bring that thing down like a hammer. <laughs> and like, and my favorite part was, you know, like I know they probably teach this like ever since like you're like in probably like maybe Pee Wee or Pop Warner football. Like, um, if someone messes with your quarterback, you de you defend them. Like, regardless of who's in the right or who is wrong, if someone attacks your quarterback, you gotta you need to defend them. And what? But Mar uh, Marquise Pouncey and those guys did so that should be like kicked them and like just punching, kicking them and yeah, coming times. I was like, it's like freaking curd stomping the dude, and rightfully so. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I had never seen that. Like somebody just like <laughs> just trying to like put the boots on them, man. Well, that's what I thought about is like you know what other times have we seen just like this you know, just unbelievably excessive level of violence outside of a football play. Albert, oh, Albert Hainsworth um, cleats obviously, the, yeah, the head. Yeah, the Hainsworth <laughs> cleat stomp. I, I still am, like, shocked that, like, Andre Garot is not dead. Like, I don't know how you get... And, I mean, he had to get, like, surgery to, like, basically fix his face after that because the Jeez. cuts were so deep. But, I mean... He is still alive and didn't like lose an eye or anything. Did he? Did he sue uh, Hainsworth? I think he. I think he was either considering it or I'm not actually sure what happened to that. I should probably look that up, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah. I mean, that's probably the worst incident, at least in like our living memory that we can remember. Um, I remember a college game where. Um, that kid, uh, there was a kid on Miami who ran in during a brawl and swung his helmet. I, I think he missed. I think that was Brandon Merriweather. Was it really? I think it was. Yeah, who played who played for the Patriots and who was laying out people with illegal hits. <laughs> I think it was Beware. Bee stick. Yeah, Bee stick. Yeah. Um, and. And I mean, you know, there's lots of examples in other sports. There was a uh, crazy story about uh, Jose Offerman, like years and years after he was in MLB in like an independent league, like uh, like trying to attack an umpire with a bat or something. You said this was before the pros. Way yeah. after the pros, Way he after. was like he was like 38 and like super washed up at the time. And he was just still like playing a little bit. Yeah. In the minors. Some guys just never retire, and they just once they once they're no longer brought in by a major league team, they just go and like play in the independent leagues. Like you be or you or you be in the league for like a long time, like Otis Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I it it was. Um, I can understand things can make you mad, and we do things where we are like really when we uh, we don't think clearly when we're really upset. But he could have killed a guy, and plus yeah. he literally like um, for the little small um, playoff chances they had, he compromised those even more. <laughs> yeah, by getting himself suspended for the whole season. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, that's the yeah, least. Of, that's the least of, the, of his of his worries because now he's gonna have that Nadam can sue rap. Label once you get labeled yeah. dirty player or like yeah. no that that was Vontez perfect level. Yeah, and I think even no, Vontez really. was shaking his head. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, like, obviously there have been like tons of like fights over the years between the Bengals and the Steelers, but over things that Burfecht did during a football play, at the very least. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, he probably he probably like knocked uh, uh, Antonio Brown into insanity that we know him now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's not really how CTE works. I, I know it's not how it works. It's, it's, it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. It's a solid YouTube comment section take. They also um, use that in first take. Uh, case in point. <laughs> um, so here's something I'm curious about and what this, the whole thing kind of got me thinking about. Uh-oh. So I want to know what your reaction was, especially since you saw it live, but... Just to preface, like, you know, you and I have been watching sports our whole lives and, you know, uh-huh. that are, are really kind of rabid. Fandom. I thought you said R. R. That's National Grunt Like a Pirate Day. It's hmm. not. It's, it's National Talk Like a Pittsburgh Pirate Day. Um, Black and yellow. No. Uh, but so you and I have been watching sports our whole lives and, born in you it. know, our, like, rapid sports fandom is, like, the impetus for us doing this show and oh, heck all yeah. that. So we're very used to the idea that athletics, just as a general concept, is violent mm-hmm. and virtually all sports are violent in different ways, even like, if you're not... Like in basketball, if you play it the right way, it, it is very physical. In, in the lane, physical. in the hole... Shoot, and boxing now, all them catching elbows and knees and all that? Shoot, man. And so, like, we, <laughs> we understand as just an intrinsic concept that, like, in, even in baseball, you know, you think of as sort of like a, a 19th century sport where there's not a lot of contact. Like, there's still tons of injuries. I still miss collisions at the guys. Plate, yeah, whatever. I know. Uh, <laughs> debate for another day. Uh, but... You know, guys get hit with baseballs all the time. That and, scares know, the heck out of me. People get hurt in tennis all the time. My point is, like, you know, there's there's a certain amount of violence that's endemic to sports in general. But football um, just res- is, is and, the one sport that closely resembles like the like the Romans, like Colosseum, right? And, like, I mean, <laughs> and obviously, I mean, there's boxing where you know there's even a weirder system of like codified violence and what is and is not allowed, but. You know, football really stands above the rest simply because it's it's really still the most popular sport in the United States. And, you know, we are very used to the rules of, like, what is acceptable and non-acceptable violence right. uh, on a football field. And uh-huh. so, you know, I mean, everybody saw the Garrett play and was like, yeah, that's way too far. But, like, what was your reaction? Like, how did you feel in the moment where you... Shocked, unsettled. Was I, it just funny? Like I was like, "Oh shit!" And like I, I had it like because um, normally I would start watching the game in the living room, and then I'll like using the app, I'll watch like try to watch. I guess a little bit more, like going to the back room and in, in the bedroom, like in in the bed. And I was like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "Case," like, uh, she's like, "What is?" It? I was like, "Case." You you need to take t- take a look at this. I think she was half asleep, but then she woke up, and then she looked, and she's like, "Oh shit!" That was our reaction because 
I never seen anything like that. She, uh, um, like uh, a person who has who knows about sports, who's not really a sports fan, reacted the same way I did in terms of surprise, probably even more shock. And this happened on a national televised game, not just any national televised game where it was only like remember back in the day when it was this NFL Network and a lot of people yeah. who had had cable didn't have NFL Network at the time. This was on Fox. And it happened. It, it was something told me to keep watching, even though Cleveland had the game won. I was like, yeah, because I don't even think I watched that game that night because I was just like, oh god, these two teams are garbage. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, they're gonna win, but something was nagging me, telling me just keep watching, just keep watching. I guess maybe because it's football, but I guess I was like, just in case, it's like just watch. And then all of a sudden, that happened, and I'm just like, whoa. I'm like, I looked. I was like, this dude could have really hurt hurt Mason. I'm like, yeah, like when I hear about like the instigation and stuff like that, I'm like, yes, but he hit him like, and it kind of it it hit hit it hit like the edge of his head a little bit, so like it made contact, and imagine if he would have hit square right here, it hit him like more. Like or on the, the top, the, the top helmet. side of it, and then he, imagine if he would have struck like a direct hit, like, and this was a guy who literally just came off a concussion like a like a few weeks prior. A really scary <laughs> concussion. Where <laughs> I didn't see that though, like the so that, that play I saw. I think I think as it happened, and then didn't like um, the cart wasn't working or something. They made him walk off something like that, which is something dumb. <laughs> that was a scary play simply because. It's not often you can see a guy's face very clearly the moment he gets knocked unconscious. Oh. And that is, that's, that's some I felt kind of disturbed afterwards kind of shit. Because I was like, I feel like I just like saw someone's soul leave their body for a second. Like, was, was it as disturbing as uh, Stephen Ridley just going like body going limp? It was on that level. Jeez. The same sort of thing. I don't oh. think he was I don't think he was fully out, but he same thing. He kinda like ragdolled. And it was just like ugh. Like yeah, ain't times like that are when I'm like legitimately squeamish about this board because ugh. Yeah, like that. Right. Yeah, like those are moments and then like the Kevin Everett one. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um but Yeah, I was just curious about like I was feeling because it's like I was like this punk. Yeah, I actually was like this punk. Like you are stupid. Like, like honestly, like I think, I think I was like, like what the fuck? Or I was just like, in my head, I was thinking, you dumb motherfucker. Like, how or why would you do something like that? Especially, it was like under a minute to go. You have the game one and you got the sack as well. Why are you doing that? You could have easily went from like being a football player to like being in like prison because you could have killed a guy or like severely hurt a guy or you could have paralyzed this guy. It there's a lot of different things that could have happened. He's fortunate that things didn't go as bad as it could have gotten. Well, I mean, like, like and same with Ru with Rudolph because he. I mean, I think ever since that hit. He's never been the same. Can you imagine if he would have sustained a serious injury from that? 
So he might he might even have PTSD from that helmet swing. I don't know, because his life probably was could have, was flashing probably flashed behind, uh, before his eyes when he got hit with that helmet. Yeah, because he, he could have been it way worse. But still, I mean, I'd be freaked the fuck out if someone did that to me. Yeah. Uh, especially Miles Garrett, but yeah, excuse um, my language, like, but like, yeah, I'm I'm being truthful as possible. Like, those those were the thoughts going in my head, and I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, it's well, I mean, it's it's funny, right? Because we we sit here and we analyze things and think think them through. And so it's almost unfathomable to us to lose control in that way. Because, you know, it's not like Miles Garrett was sitting at his locker before the game going, you know what, for these reasons, I'm going to hit a guy with my helmet tonight. No. You know, he just, he, he got... No, really he used upset. that dude's helmet. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, he, he lost control in the moment. And... It's weird because, you know, he's a guy who has a reputation for being, like, very cool and, you know, cool with fans and very well, chill outside. Off well, of the lately he has been, like, get, like some, like, unsportsmanlike conducts and stuff that's slowly been chipping away at that rep. So, yeah, and this one just maybe. shattered it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean... Just like anywhere else in life, you know, it, it takes it takes like one second of, of losing control of your anger to like they could cost some, your life. Do man. some shit that yeah. could kill somebody. And yeah, we've lost, I mean, and, if we, you, and we've lost control know. before with people. Like I know, like everybody, like I, I I know, like you, me. I I don't, I don't know your life and stuff. But I'm sure we've had those times where we reacted in such such a way with like just such emotion or with fury that we wish we would t- we could take back. But it's like after the fact, it was it's too late, and then just just like, yeah, and then you just learn a harsh lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Without like, you know, like people actually really getting the other people's lives being super altered. So. But yeah, that could have ended a lot worse than it could have. Yeah. Like I'm I'm happy that no one got severely hurt. But then, like, I started laughing when, like, uh, Marquis Pouncey gave him the business and him, him the other lineman did. I was just like, yeah. I was like, yeah, get him. That's the funny part, too. And I think that's the reason why that moment was so scary is, uh, you know, football players almost look like Transformers out there because they just got all this freaking, like, armor on. I'm telling you, they're, they're, like, the, they're like gladiators um, in the movie Gladiator, except yeah. people are not being, you know, dismembered. But so, you know, <laughs> when there's a fight on the football field, you always have this really hilarious thing happens where guys want to look macho, and so they try to punch each other, even though they're all wearing metal helmets, and it's kind of pointless. Why do people do that? It's uh. like, what, what, like, yeah, what are you trying to accomplish here? Uh, hey, I broke my hand on your, on this guy's helmet. I'm, but, I'm tough. But you got to look cool. Yeah, that's the important part. Yeah, uh, miss eight weeks with a broken hand as my fault. <laughs> but the second the second that somebody's helmet is off, yeah, you you realize just how fragile the bodies of the people playing the game are, and you're just like, Ugh. I remember hearing like on first take, and I think also like like hearing on first take, I think like on get up, how it's kind of like a like one of those unwritten rules. Once somebody's helmet comes off, people are like, oh, oh okay, let's stop, yeah. No, it's why now. <laughs> so, you know, you remember that Jason Witten play from years ago where his helmet got ripped off and he kept running and ran for like another 30 yards and got tackled without his helmet on? 
and it's like a legendary highlight now but like that plays like that were part of the reason why they changed the rule where if a ball carrier's helmet comes off the play is dead Um, because they don't want they don't want a situation where a guy has his helmet pulled off during a play and then then, it gets like spiked on the way to the ground by somebody's foot or something you know or or what if like what if what if, like, you have this adrenaline going, you lose your helmet, and then, like, just from reflexes, when someone's coming, you lean with the crown of your head, and then, like, you don't have a helmet, and it's just your your bare dome just going up against somebody's helmet. I mean, I feel like that's a scene from Final Destination 8. <laughs> <laughs> or Any Given Sunday 2. <laughs> right, yeah, no, there has to be some weird inexplicable gory scene in that too it's like um, uh, it's sh- and, and like and to add to it it's, it's, um, it's Shark's son who's all grown up and playing professional football of course yeah <laughs> yeah we'll have like we'll have like Michael B. Jordan in it or something and he'll be the new Willie Beeman uh, or he'll be I would like, watch that he'll be like Willie Beeman's son he could he could totally I totally Hollywood, Dude, you need to book that. He's got the sports movie thing down, so why not? Well, he's too busy being Creed, though. Yeah. I love Creed. He, he's a great Creed. I'm just saying. I'm but just like, saying. He, he could totally could be like he a could, quarterback. He could pull it off. He could totally be Willie Beeman. Dude is like freaking jacked, too. He could do it. Plus, he got a great smile, too. Yeah. I, I, I need to see him like, come on. Okay, Halloween definitely needs to flex your chest. Get yeah, metrics. <laughs> Yeah, they gotta book it now because I gotta see Michael B. Jordan playing a uh, uh, egotistical like uh, backup quarterback while pe- while performing in a music video. I gotta see it. Gotta see it. <laughs> and they also gotta throw in like a scene of like four guys at the uh, at the uh, the urinals <laughs> with a toilet flush, and then the towel just disappeared. You just see the behind. So yeah. <laughs> Oliver Stone, man, what, I wonder what was going through his mind. Like, yeah, we, I, we totally need that type of scene. You know, I want to know what he got. I wonder what he was getting at with that. I don't know. <laughs> I saw that movie years ago, and I thought that and I just didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, that's weird and kind of shocking. <laughs> But it was just like, oh, okay, it's whatever. It's kind of a kind of an out there movie. I guess it's just uh, unity. I guess like but, guys are just used to seeing each other naked all the time. I don't know. But since you pointed it out <laughs> and called attention to it, the more I think about it, the like less sense it makes. <laughs> and I suppose that's you know a lot of things when you really boil it down. It had to be while they're like urinating and like like if standing in front of like urinals and then a, a, a big toilet flush and then it just towels. <laughs> Because I remember watching it first as a kid. I was just like, oh, any given Sunday. And like all of a sudden when I saw that scene, I was like, oh, God. And I changed the channel. <laughs> I didn't know there were butts in this. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, you were like, whoa. <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier. <laughs> um, but, oh. but yeah. Um, what is, but, uh, I guess closing on with this, like, what is your thoughts? I mean, I know you didn't see the play. You only went by word of mouth and you like... Like saw clips I showed you, and you probably saw like the sports, uh, sp- like sports clips online, and like probably heard on the radio about it and stuff. So, like you, you feel like what was what's your like, you know, what's your other thoughts on it, on on Garrett? Um, it's I don't know. It's I mean I think we know why it happened. The guy just got upset in the heat of the moment, and mm-hmm. you know whatever, uh, and like completely lost control in a way that we mm-hmm. even don't see football players do a lot but mm-hmm. uh, 
it's it's a crazy one, man. Like it's uh That should be anger management one on one. That clip should be shown like everywhere yeah. because like this was this close and like being a catastrophic nightmare. Yes. Yeah. Um but you know, it's sort of funny that like uh there were like Cleveland fans like they were like burning or beating up an effigy of Mason Rudolph at like the next uh, Steelers. I, I, game I'm I'm terrible at this, but like I honestly thought it was crafty and thought it was funny. It was classless, yes, but I thought it was funny as heck. I mean, <laughs> like <laughs> there are 32 NFL stadiums in the country, and if you go to the parking lot of any of them on a Sunday, you're gonna find your heads. So like, whatever. I thought it was creative and funny, but it was also like classless. But it's just like, well, yeah. But, but like, I think didn't didn't like Tomlin also have like a T-shirt referencing it or that something? Was oh, that was kitchens. Oh, wow! Was, no, it was it's kitchens. just all the Browns. Of course, it would be kitchens. Yeah. Like, wow. there's no way Mike Tomlin can yeah, do that. Yeah, I was that. gonna say Mike Tomlin plus, would never do that. Plus, never with never the realm of double standards, oh my gosh, he would be painted as a thug real quick. True. Fair enough. And like, I also like um, this is like a callback to like uh, years ago. Um, Richard Sherman made a good point. Like, thug is, like, kind of like the new... Well, he said at the time, like, thug was, like, the new N-word. Like, yep. <laughs> so, no, nah, there's no way Mike Thomas could have done that. Yes. Anyways. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Miles Garrett, like, that was very dumb, but bounce back. You'll be fine. But really focus on that reputation because, like... Once you get that bad apple, that bad it's, name, it's it, you're it's very hard to like turn over a new leaf or to get that benefit of the doubt. So, well, you know the uh, I remember someone saying this about Belichick when when Spygate broke uh, that it's the sort of thing that like never you can absolutely rehab your reputation, but it never really goes away. Mm -hmm. It's going to be in the first paragraph of your obituary. You know, uh, and that's that's that thing for Miles Garrett. Like, no matter how popular he gets the rest of his career, he's going to have to spend the rest of his career redeeming that continually <laughs> and repeatedly proving that he won't do this again. Yeah, um, and that's, I mean, that's part of what happens when you screw up that badly is that you have to you have to atone for it by repeatedly proving you won't do it again. You mentioned Bill Belichick. You mentioned the name thing. So that is a great segue for the recent stuff now. Damn, our, def like, our offense sucks. It's been like five straight games. Like uh, They have not been able to put points on the board. What are they averaging, what, 16 points a game? Yeah. They can't even score 20 points. Well, I mean, if you... <laughs> If you even go back, if you go back earlier in the season to some of those games, even the like seeing ghost game against the Jets, I think the offense only put up like, or I guess the offense was like gifted a bunch of really great field position in that game, and they yep. really had a hard time moving the ball. And early in the season, um, they scored, I think it was like 17, 16, points 17 against to 16 Bills. against the Bills. Yeah. No, so, I think it was like 17, like 12 or something. It's, 
it's been ugly for a while, and we're not used to seeing the team struggle like this. And you know, and I, they had a historically great defense through like the first eight games, and are still very, very They're good. Still kicking ass. Uh, we held Mahomes to twenty three points yeah. and lost. Yep. We lost when we gave up just twenty three to Mahomes. You're supposed to win that game. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Um, if we hold, if we had those things back when had that type of defense, when we had those those uh, those historic offenses, we crushed everybody. Shoot, we hold them to like twenty three points or less, man, and we're putting up forty points on you, man. Just go ahead, and give us the crown. It's. I've read of, I've read of it. You know, that's been. The Patriots think piece has has happened like several weeks in a row now with how their offensive unit has just been like consistently melting down in these primetime games. And it it's a lot of different things. I mean, I don't I don't think Brady is cooked. When I when I see him make throws, they're still pretty crisp. He's maybe not quite he as nippy as he was like two years ago, but I still think he throws like one of the ugliest deep balls though. Oh yeah, no, they don't. They don't really have him throw deep balls much, especially mm-hmm. not anymore. But like the point is, he's he's still able to make throws. Uh, he's a little slower though in his movements. I he's, think he's a little slower. He's still able to move around in the pocket and manipulate, you know, and gain extra time. But mm-hmm. offensive line is is bad and is just showing no signs of improvement. Even yeah. getting Isaiah Wynn back, there's just there just doesn't seem to be any. Help on the horizon. We ain't got no. Um, we we got an inconsistent run game. We can't run the ball. So we can't really protect very well because then, of that. And then with the Gostowski injury, we can't kick field goals when they count when they matter the most. Well, so yeah, because of that, because of those issues with the offensive, bleh, the offensive <laughs> line. You know, offensive not, line is. Bleh. <laughs> we're not exactly. They they're so bad. They made me. Uh, they made me not speak properly. Uh, <laughs> uh, but because of that, they can't run either. So you know, we can't pass the ball. We can't run the ball. We can't do dilly poo on offense. In my opinion, that sucked. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like with like. Uh, I know we're gonna be in the playoffs, but I'm I am like Jim Moore right now. I'm like, you kidding me? Playoffs? I just want to see us win a game in convincing fashion, but but all all sides of our all phases of our game is clicking. That's what I want to see, and I haven't seen that in. Games and so in like late lately in like last several games I haven't seen that all phases and so that's the thing <laughs> it may not I mean they're gonna play the Bills that's one of the last three games. I think we're gonna lose that game the other thing is the Bills are only a game behind us for the division so like we did beat them earlier in the season so I think Cincinnati's a trap game this week I think we're in a like I think it's Honestly, the way we've been playing, I think it's possible we, we could lose all three of those games, or like, or we at the very least, like, uh, like the I guess maybe the worst case scenario, we we could like lose two out of the uh, last three because like based on the offense, we're like a couple bad ball bounces away or like a, a fluky off as a play away and like losing one of those games. Potentially, I mean, I think the Bills game is very much a question, but like. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not ready to go that far. But are we playing at the Bills? 
I think we were playing at Bills. No, it's at home, I believe. Oh, okay. Because I think the first game was at. Oh, thank anyway, you. Anyway, um, but <laughs> it's so funny. This segment is literally like the segment where we just are stereotypical Patriots fans for a while and just mm-hmm. complain about our very, very good football team being slightly less good than we expected. It ain't slightly. There is some, there's some big, that's a big question mark in offense that was, that we've never seen in the like last, um, like what, uh, 15 plus years. And also massively exaggerating. Shoot, um, man. Like I would shoot like the, the 06 offense is a, or, or the, or the 2010 office is a godsend compared to what we got now. Well, I would take, is, I would take Cameron Topkins and Aaron Dobson like over what we got right now. But just add Julian Elman to that. Should you add Elman to that, bam. Also, which one of us was like Philip Dorsett is really good? Me? Me? <laughs> I own it. <laughs> he, he hasn't been very good lately. He He's also he has been hurt too. He's so. been hurt and plus so that's not that's not totally fair. Plus Gronk left the big hole. He did. We didn't have no contingency and, plan. But I just don't Honestly, man, I'm looking at the squad right now, and... Who on the offense scares you so for Edelman? I don't think a diminished... Who? Well, hold up. I don't think a diminished Gronk would make this offense that much better. I really don't. He at least could be a decoy, though. It it, it, it would give a slight little extra breathing room that we would need to, like, beat, it would, beat a guy. It would make them, like... It might, it might make them, like, a league average offense, but not, like... You know I'll take I mean? me like, average over piss poor. <laughs> no, I, I understand. I'm not saying that he wouldn't be an improvement, but, but I just yeah. think, you know, all the rumors, oh, maybe he'll come back. I knew he wouldn't come back. I didn't want him to come back because the dude had proven his worth and he had nothing else to prove. And plus, all those injuries, I don't want. I didn't want him to, uh, to put himself through that again. And I don't think he wants to do that either. He no. wants he wants to be like a male cheerleader for the Lakers. I mean, come on. The dude's having probably the most fun he's had in a while because he ain't got to worry about going to OTAs or practices or wor- worried about what he eats, worried about him having to be sleeping this and that. Dude could party all he wants to for all he cares at this point because he's got the freedom to do so. He ain't got to worry about bashing his brains in with like well against other people's like bodies and stuff and him worried about his back his knee his hips like all of that like he ain't gotta worry about that stuff anymore and i'm and i'm happy for grunk like i know the results you know results in like a big hole being left in the offense and our tight ends are like absolutely crap Uh, and like our only reliable target at tight end is pretty much a uh a fossil of ben watson who was brady's best receiver back in 06 but so my point is is that in this alternate universe where Gronk wanted to play football again this year uh, we're we're forgetting that Gronk was kind of a shell of himself for like most oh, of last season. His goose was cooked. So an even worse than that version of Gronk, yes, would make the team better, but my point is nowhere near as better as we think. Yeah. So my oh, point is yeah, that really. like they really didn't they really just didn't have a succession plan for the offense. They That succession plan turned out to be a I, flipping idiot. I still do not understand why they let Josh Gordon go mid-season like that because we had made literally no sense because we had Antonio Brown. No, 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 no. No, that was Demarius Thomas. Yeah, Demarius Thomas was cut in pre and I mean Thomas has been like a fourth receiver for the Jets. He's not been a game breaker, so whatever. But mm. 
I don't. I legitimately do not understand why they cut Josh Gordon. Like that. Still, I feel like sometimes they make these like galaxy brain moves that are just like too clever for their own good. What Josh and Chad um, Jackson? <laughs> but that's the one that sticks out to me. But I just and you know because they made the trade for Sanu midseason and, and then point, he's not. My point at the time he's old. was he's old too. We've seen many, many examples of players being added midseason or rookies getting drafted, and they almost never make an impact on this offense because it is all who does Brady trust, who knows exactly where Brady wants them to be. Because, uh, you know, you, they keep having these plays where, like, Tom just throws the ball to an empty part of the field and the receiver just broke in the wrong direction because they were... Not on the same page. Or he throws it right, he puts it right where it needs to go, and Jacoby Myers would drop it in the end zone. Well, that too, but that still should have um, been a touchdown for him. But uh, but uh, a couple plays, a few plays before that, that was a that was one heck of a like a, a you know toe like you know toe dance on the sideline and then diving over the pylon by Nikhil Harry. Yeah, no, that was that was touchdown. Yeah, uh, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, that was a bad officiated game. Yes. But oh well. Uh, <laughs> Bad offense too, though. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, I just don't... I don't know that I see help on the horizon. I just... This year, I... I just I just hate it with the defense playing lights out and this is the offense they have to deal with. It's, you know? There's some cruel irony to that, right? Where yeah. the best... It's like as soon as they kind of get one humming, the other one regresses. Like that Super, you know? that Super Bowl, the defense literally cost the Patriots that Super Bowl. Brady yeah. threw for 500 yards and what, like, what, five touchdowns or something? Four, yeah, I four or five. That, but... And they lost because, like, well, we got too clever and decided to bench Malcolm Butler yeah. the whole game. So. And, and, and what about the irony there, like, for the Eagles, they have all they had all those weapons then, and now like and now they, they are, are like literally problem. like a shell of themselves. Like that throw that Wentz made the other night, this incredible throw, and then his receiver just like friggin' alligator armed it in the end zone. Oh, that's just been the whole season for them. Which dang. you know, whatever they got their ring, so I don't feel bad for them. So yeah, yes, I don't know how coherent any of that was. No, but. no, it's it's, it's coherent to me. Offense stinks, and, and it's, it's and it's just I don't I don't think like the other thing is that it's just hard to watch. It's 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 like those bad it's like bad quarterback play. You just you like talk about like you hate you criticize like you hate seeing, and then uh, I don't and, like watching bad teams. I don't. Yeah, and and uh, that's pretty much our offense. Yeah, and like I don't know. It's sad to I mean. You know that, like, at some point... Because remember, remember with Peyton, Peyton's decline happened, like, mid-season. It was very, very sudden. After he came off of, um, like, injury, like, uh, when after Osweiler, like, uh, uh, gave him that relief. Like, relieved him for those, um, those, like, those several games while he got back. And then after that, he, um, he just pretty much was a game manager. No, he was bad before that. They benched him because he was playing so badly. Remember, he had that game where he was like I he five. Was, I thought he was injured. I mean, he was injured, but I, I, it was clearly like not injured enough that he couldn't play. 
Mm. They they sat him down to just be like, yo, dude, just take some time, get get your head right. Um, mm. And, you know, because, I mean, every football player is injured in some way during the season. Yep. It's just what the sport is. But, uh-huh. you know. Like how, I just remember Brewski saying, nobody's, like, at this, at this late in the season, nobody's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Brewski. Uh, Teddy. But, yeah, because I remember he had that game Come. where he was, like, 5 for 20. And we were just like, what are we watching? Is this the same guy? And yeah, he did I mean he just lost his just arm was gone. And you know, and yeah, he did enough at, you know, the end of the season to win the Super Bowl because their defense was so good and maybe maybe that's what we can do this year. I don't know. But No, our defense was, is not that scary because we don't have like that type of pass rush like that. They have freaking Von Miller. But the it's the same kind of like very hard to watch. Oh yeah. It um, is. Although you know this, I, so, I don't know. So is it the weapons or like you say it's not Brady? He's not cooked. So is so is it the weapons? I think it's a combination. Of I the think two. it's I think it's both. It's it's he's Brady's declined. A, he's declined a little bit, but you know as recently as the first game of this season, he freaking like torched the shit out of the Steelers. And was making throws in that game, so you know what I mean. Like, it was, it's, it was it's like there. it's the, still there. It was within the first four game window when you're trying to figure stuff out and yeah. whatnot. Look at the Steelers defense now; they would yeah. destroy us, man. And oh, yeah, their no, role, we and their role coach right now. I don't think we could beat the Steelers if we played them right now. Which is, I mean, we probably sad, could. Maybe we could like take one one touchdown to the house, like from two our, pick from sixes off Duck Hodges. <laughs> Duck, but. I genuinely think if this team had either a competent offensive line or talented receivers, one of those two things, it'd be fine. But they don't have either right now. And, you know, just none of these guys are getting open, and teams are starting to do what the Chiefs did, which is just double element on every single play because they just can, and none of the other guys can get open. I think yeah. that's why where we miss Gronk the most at because Gronk at least took one of those people out and then yeah, I'm looking just he benefited heavily from that. I mean he's very, very talented, but like he yeah. but he did but the benefits with having Gronk on a team really did show. Just okay, seam routes. Okay, I'm just gonna go under this. Yeah. Okay? Pick and your I poison. Think, Pick your poison. And I think you see the difference is that, you know, when they won in twenty sixteen when they beat the Falcons Gronk was not on that roster because he that was one of the years that he missed the whole season uh, for injury. But we had a great so line. We had uh, they had a good we had line. A, we had a good running game. And James White was like was running real wheel routes and everything. They still had James White then, but they had we had uh, 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 what was his dang what was his name? Uh, they had Amendola and Chris Hogan and Hogan like and guys Mitchell. that were just my uh, Mitchell. Was that the year they had Malcolm Mitchell? Malcolm Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was actually pretty good towards the end there, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing is, is that, you know, those guys were all veterans who, I don't think any of them were, like, the greatest players. Like Malcolm Mitchell was was a rookie, and sad that he retired so early, but I'm glad he was able to get a Super Bowl ring when he did. Yeah. So. But, you know, they were just guys who had experience in the offense and knew where to be, and Mitchell came on very quickly. But, you know, Hogan and Amendola I think that I while. think that's where we where we are, we are hurting right now we're, because we don't we don't have a Hogan or an Amendola because those are the guys that those. stepped up during, like, the final weeks of the season and then into those we're, playoffs because how Amendola wouldn't really be, like, 
average in, in the, in the uh, regular season, but then he'd be big game Danny in the playoffs. We're, we're we don't throwing have those second options. Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry yeah. so, and Muhammad Sanu, who, who's played at least, what, eight years in the league because he played like, I think his his uh, he played like his first four years or something in uh, Cincinnati. For Cincinnati. And then he played crazy, for a few years yeah. with Atlanta. So he's got tread on the tires, man. You know, the I think what's holding him back is just the lack of experience in this offense. I think he's getting old. And, well, probably that too. But, <laughs> but you know, so... What you the best thing you can hope for in this situation is that not lose in the in the first round of the playoffs. Well, essentially that they use these next three games almost like the preseason to really get guys into into form. Um, Just run the football in every play. <laughs> no, they can't do that either. Uh, and you know can't do it. I still think. I mean, again. They don't need to be, you know, a world like top ten offense. They need to be a league average offense. If they can do that. They're not they can, even that right now. If they can go out and get three touchdowns a game, mm-hmm. then the defense can do the rest. Yeah, this ain't the offense we grew up with, man. No, or and that's exactly so. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you knew it had to come eventually. You would have liked to think again that they would have, but it went. It fell off very quickly, and you know you would have liked to think that they would have made a better plan in the off season. Because let's not forget that Antonio Brown was not something they planned for. Nope, that was just a fell into their lap sort of but thing. Boy, how much so, could he help right now? But <laughs> but like imagine if the if the Brown stuff had never happened, we'd still be going through this. Dude, the Raiders like the Raiders could actually would be would have a wild card spot right yeah, they, now because the yeah, the office is actually kind of decent. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I think we've yeah. beaten the horse on this one. Yep. So the tapes. Oh God, I forgot all about that. Well, since I'm tired of the Patriots, I don't really have that much to say about. I don't either. I, I just kind of like just shut my eyes from because I, I don't want to watch this. I'm just thinking in my mindset right now. I'm thinking. I used to read this book, uh, like uh, it features a character named Ramona, and uh, I remember her dad saying um, this one thing because she would like do some, uh, I guess, do some stuff. Or like would like bad habit stuff, whatever. And uh, her dad always re- like would reply to this. She, he would say, "Say, uh, first time is funny, second time is silly, third time is a spanking." <laughs> I think this is that third time. I'm like, "Are you kidding me? More? Like, we're already having trouble as it is defending Spygate, defending uh, ball, um, like I was gonna say Ballgate or Ball guys, but Deflate Gate. But <laughs> we, how can we defend if it happens a third time? What do you say then, man? The only thing I've been able to do, say like, I, I just shake my head. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like. Uh, more stuff will come out. I'm just pretty much like being a politician. I'm like, we'll hear more stuff that comes out, but I don't know, man. I, I literally was telling my brother yesterday before the game started, uh, I was just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I didn't even have nothing to say because I was, even I was like, come on, guys. We only got like two scandals 
associated with our names. We don't. We ain't got time to have like another one like attached to our names. If there wasn't an asterisk before, people ain't gonna hesitate to throw a big fat asterisk on our on our team name now. And that's what goes on in my head. And I've just refused. I'm like, I'm like, like first take will be on, and I'll see. I'll I'll walk past and like, okay, they're talking about the pages and stuff. But I have not really like. I might maybe Google and see what was up. But I really haven't like gone out of my way to like dig into the store because I just don't want to see it right now. I just, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, it sucks, man. If because essentially there's there's two realities, one of which is true, and we don't know which one it is yet. Either this is something that got blown out of proportion because they're the Patriots, which is basically what Deflategate was, let's be clear. Uh, I mean, did they technically still do something illegal, though? We'll never know. I mean, mean, you still can't really do the, the footballs that way if they did that or stuff? I don't know. But... Oh God, we're doing this again. Uh, <laughs> this is before we had the uh, the podcast, isn't it? It was. Oh my God, Tom was suspended for destroying his cell phone, <laughs> and for you know what I mean. It was maybe, basically maybe we cannot prove you did anything wrong, so we're gonna punish you for like extra- obstructing and, justice. And, and because like so much fuss has been made up, we have to do something. We for have the, to do in something. front of like the the rest of the league is watching because we right. can't just do nothing. And for all we know, maybe he destroyed the phone. Maybe because he had news of Giselle. I don't know. I wouldn't let people look at my phone either. Foss <laughs> is not gonna look at my goddamn cell phone. That's bullshit. <laughs> um, and I feel like I I'm coming off as like a Patriots fan who's trying to like truther this, but like. If you actually go back and you can even read, people have gone back and, like, written about the case afterwards uh, that they're really basically, at the end of the day... We really need it. It's very... It's very... (laughs) You know what? I'm done. I'm done. I don't want... I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about this anymore. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just killed your train of thought, but I just... I had to throw that nugget in there. Done. That sums up my feelings about this whole thing. I just don't want to fucking talk. <laughs> Did I just cause Dan to like rage quit like on yes. the podcast right I just now? Rage quit the podcast. Stop. Was, was it because of like my comment or just like you don't want to talk about it? Or was it both? <laughs> you know that point where your brain is just like. I can't, like, this is a roadblock. I can't swerve around. <laughs> I'm sorry that interruption, man. Episode three, listeners. Let's move on. I don't think there's a whole lot more to say about that. All right, cool. Because um, literally all that was going to happen is I was going to rehash Deflategate, and, and we were probably going to end up rehashing Spygate, and then we were probably going to end up going all the way back and debating whether or not the Big Bang happened, and I just don't want to do that today. Man. <laughs> So, so in a sense, I accidentally saved you. Yes. Cool. Since this is like the state we live in, and I grew to like this guy, Uh, and this is like. 
an end of an era. Ron Rivera. Oh, yeah. Big Ron. Riverboat Ron. Got fired last week. No, you know, Ron Rivera is, you know, talking about next year and he's not going to be here. But that wasn't my choice. No, no. Yeah. Um, Magic did it because he, he, he was like, I'm Magic Johnson. Like, I'm filthy, stinking rich and I don't need this job anyway. So, and, you know, basically the way it seemed like Tepper kind of laid it out, it was like they basically knew they were going to move on and wanted to get a head start on the offseason and didn't want to be looking for a new coach while they still have Rivera as as respect to him. And, and I get that. I just still, that's fair. I just still feel like Rom was used as like a scapegoat. I mean, I know he has some inconsistencies, but I, I listened to a video once of like how a lot of those inconsistencies was like, you know, a lot of injuries and then like a lot of inconsistent play from like the defense and stuff like that. And like you definitely can and then Cam Newton's health. You definitely can't, like, script a scenario in which, like, losing your quarterback at the beginning of the season, like, goes well. Uh, no. The 2008 Patriots is basically, like, the best-case scenario. Or maybe the 99 Rams, actually. Uh, but, you know, it, it, most teams don't have a future Hall of Famer sitting on their bench waiting for their shot. So I mean, you may, know. hey, who knows? Maybe the Titans have something in Tannehill. He's going to be pretty good, but um, yeah. But they benched Mariota, not the same thing as losing yeah. the guy to an injury. But yeah. I digress. Um, you know, again, I think just this whole era of Panthers football, you know, with this just iconic crew of, you know, Cam and Rivera and Keekly and, Keekly. you know. And then Josh Norman before, like. Josh Norman before, before like, he, uh, what? Uh, before he took Dan money. Gell- yeah, Gelman did not want to, like, pay him. Uh, but you know, well, he I don't know. Pay him, I, but he could have like signed him, like uh, had him on the, the roster or something. So, yeah, I'm sort of in the middle where I'm like, you know, it just seems to be kind of the way coaches tend to be in this sport, where most guys just have a shelf life eventually, and there's a yeah. point where they stop reaching the players for whatever reason, and that's the point where the guy just kind of has to go. And yeah. uh, but you know. I liked him. I never thought he was a bad coach or that he made bad decisions. Riverboat Ron's a cool nickname. Plus the signs there, like him have like a top hat and stuff. I don't know if he had like a cigarette or like a a pipe or something. Like, and just like rolling the dice. I loved it when we go for a fourth down. Like, I'm going to miss that because he had like a, he had the face and he had that name. Like, that was beloved in Carolina. Like, I'm on the spectrum, like, yeah, like, it had to happen eventually because I, I remember hearing something uh, from Mike and Mike. Um, uh, I don't know where the original source comes from, but I remember Golick saying, said something really interesting, and it's really the truth. Um, there's uh, two types of coaches. There's the coaches that aren't fired, or there's the coaches that will be fired. Like the coaches that are fired and the coaches that will be fired. Yep. So I agree. So yeah, because um, <laughs> I mean, nothing lasts forever. Yep. I mean, this was what eight years, eight seasons, was it? Was Le- it really? Look it up, but yeah, it's, it's at least eight so years. Did he take over like immediately after John Fox? Yes. Is that what it was? Yeah. And that's right. No, and then John Fox went to. Went to Denver. Uh, Denver. And was in Denver for then he, a few then years. he went to the Bears and then got fired from Denver because he was not very good. <laughs> he got fired um, from the Bears too. <laughs> yeah, I think he just 
reached the point in his career when he was just kind of phoning it in and just like uh, mm-hmm. it was uh, Jeff Fisher on the Rams, <laughs> basically. Um, I don't get me started with Jeff Fisher, man. Like I think he. I think he just rode the curtails of like McNair and uh, and Eddie George, and like he's used that for his reputation just to keep getting jobs and screw teams over. Oh yeah, no, I mean, like the guy, I think I think he don't screwed over like uh, Gurley's knees. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, but so forget that guy. <laughs> the guy did at one point like coach good teams early in his career, but yes, he coasted off that reputation for way way too long. Like, um, Casey is a like Tennessee Titans fan, and trying. she hates him right now. Yeah. She, like, oh, know, maybe not hate him, but, like, she's like, yeah. She, even she's like, yeah. And, like, I don't yeah. really like him too much. <laughs> she loves more McNair and, uh, and Eddie George, so. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yes. No, I, again, you know, we, we talked in a previous episode when we were covering uh, Cam, you know, the, like, this era of Panthers football made the team relevant in a way that they weren't in a way that they never have been. So, uh, that, you know, I mean, it's, it really sucks that they don't have the ring to show for it, but you know, that's the sort of thing that leaves a a mark on a fan base. That's more than just, you know, a period of time. Yeah. Cause I, cause I really think like outside, um, I guess outside of states like Carolina, like, well, like, other than, like, you know, places that neighbor us, like Atlanta or Tennessee, South Carolina, uh, maybe Virginia, uh, we're more of a niche, like, Carolina, like, the Panthers is more of, like, a niche fan base. It ain't, it ain't nationwide. It's not like, it's not like, uh, oh, my gosh, there's cowboy fans in every state. Oh yeah, like well, I mean, tons of every state, Pittsburgh, like across the nation, and like you know all all those teams like that. Patriots fans it is. all the yeah, like it's, it's the, way the it Warriors. <laughs> it's the way it is for every expansion franchise that has not had you know massive amounts of success. That was the Patriots really before this era. You know th- this insane run of success that they've been on is what gave them this, like, national popularity. You know what I mean? Same thing with the Cowboys. It was, you know, all the stuff they did in the early 90s and the 70s. Um, you know, and most, you know, some teams are famous just because of the city they play in. You know, the Jets. <laughs> it's news whether the Jets are good or bad. Um, <laughs> just like the Knicks, even though the Knicks haven't been relevant in, like, 30 years. I just love seeing Spike Lee at Corsair, though. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, no, um, like, I love Ron Rivera. Like, I love him, and like, yeah, I'm gonna miss him. Like, did the move need to happen? I think they could have maybe had like another year or two with Ron, but I knew the writing was gonna be on the wall because you know, like, new Ron is, Ron is not Ron is not Tepper's guy, and and neither is Cam Newton, and I think that's gonna be the next domino to fall. Even though I think they should at least keep them for another year because I don't feel comfortable in giving my uh, like uh, giving the, the keys to the Ferrari to Kyle Allen just yet. I don't. I'm not I even sure if he's even the answer. I think we can put to bed the Kyle Allen is like an NFL quarterback thing. Like, he's a backup. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. Like, and I would he, give the keys to Gardner Minshew before him. He had some success, <laughs> and it's great but the guy very clearly is not 
going to be a guy that comes in and like elevates your team, which a healthy Cam Newton still can. So, at the very least, we can like put that to bed. I don't think if the Panthers get rid of Cam that like Kyle Allen is their plan, or at least it shouldn't be. They and have I, no contingency plan. They have no plan. And well, you unless, know, unless it's tanking, or maybe they have a bad record. And if say if one of Tua like goes into the draft, what if they're like pick number ten and they draft uh, Tua? I guess then you suck for a year and then draft another good player when Tua comes back. Although actually, it sounds like he'll be back in time for next season. So depends. But, it's a real tricky like rehab. Yeah, but. Tepper, in spite of my dislike for him as a human being, um, oh, is he a bad human being? Oh, well, he's a big businessman, so yeah, I guess yeah. He, comes with the territory. he was just like a, you know, garbage like hedge fund manager who was known for having brass testicles on his desk. So you know <laughs> that, kind of, and he had he had his company's headquarters like. Uh, offices like set up to have like a sports bar aesthetic so he's like that guy um, he had what a sports bar aesthetic in like his hedge funds offices I guess that's what I heard <laughs> um, so you know I'm sure you had a real great time if you were a woman working at that company um, <laughs> it seemed like that just comes to the territory of someone like with that much of power Oh, point. yeah, no, I'm sure everyone... He, he kind of freaks me out, though. He looks a little weird to me with the glasses, that little bald head and glasses. He he looks like that strange glasses guy. I don't know. Strange glasses guy. But, he, but like, he has, like, a lot of money and stuff, but he's a good guy, but he just... He just looks... Like, look in a looks category, he looks a little off, or he looks like, I don't want to see what he looks like when he's mad. Like, that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm sure, like, if he puts his mind to his stuff, he could be a good guy and stuff. And plus, it seemed like, is is he a better move than, what, than like, having Jerry? Oh, Jerry, Jerry Richardson Rich was, like... Or is it just trading one, Jerry, one old Jerry for a new Jerry? Jerry Richardson is, like, the material that you get scraped out of a mole on your back, but, like, glued together into a human being shape. Yeah, he was also... He was also... looked like the Penguin from Batman. <laughs> like... That is about Jerry Richardson's worth as a human being, uh, given you know, given that he had to be publicly shamed into into sitting down Greg Hardy and was most definitely doing all sorts of gross shit with you know around female employees on the yeah. Panthers. So that's a thing. Yeah, um, I don't think we want to relive that. This is this is about Ron, dude. Yes. But. No, but my point about Tepper simply is this that it does seem like he wants to put a strong analytics team in place and really wants to sort of embrace the new school. He looks like he wants to like take it like he's he looks like he's one of those guys who's coming in like, okay, you guys like y'all y'all were here, then y'all went up here, y'all went down, y'all like y'all, y'all bump your heads into the ceiling. I want to take us to this. Right. Just like that ambitious new CEO coming in. Like I want us to go higher than we could, than we could even dream of. And like I respect that type of ambition. The way if we put it in work, that's a different story, though. Well, it's encouraging that he didn't immediately come in and just fire everybody. He took some time to evaluate what they had. See what I got? Okay. Um, like I don't think I want to go this direction. Yeah. Rivera's been there for a while, and uh -huh. you know, it, I wanna unfortunately, look, I wanna look that it's up like real quick at how many years he's been there. I think only the two, 
or Ron? Are talking yeah, about Ron? Eight, yeah, yeah, like eight. Okay, I think it has been eight years. But yeah, so like it makes sense to me on that perspective, and you know, I don't know. We'll see. Mm. But Godspeed, Ron. Hope you get another gig. But you know, I think. I think the, the NFL's analytics revolution is going to lead to a lot of older guys getting forced out. Says something about nine seasons, per, uh, according to Wikipedia. Yep. Sounds yeah. right. Yeah, he was coaching like when we uh, when I was in uh, like early college, dude. I was going to say when we were still in college. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. I was like, why we fired John Fox? Actually, I think I was like, yeah. I think I was more of like, yeah, it was kind of time for John Fox to go. This one is more like, like, oh, I've... I wish we could have kept him because the dude did, like, it's like uh, Fox had his here, but Ron also, like, had, like, that, he had, like, the, the uh, he had the face and the, the name, and then also Cam Newton had the face and the personality and stuff. Like, that, like, made us more relevant in, like, the, the uh, you know, in the public eye. Yep. Like, uh, like, like, the general public knew knew of, like, John Fox is like okay yeah John Fox John Fox, but in the general public when you hear Riverboat Ron people are like oh that's Ron Rivera like for I the said, Panthers like I said great nickname, so like the world knew more of like the the nation knew more of the the Panthers because of like Ron's name and Cam's name, yep. and those two I go think go hand in hand that's why I think. Tepper is, while I strongly uh, don't recommend this, I think he's just going to cut the cord on Cam because I think I think Rivera and Cam are like this package deal. And don't be surprised that um, him, him trying to trade Keekly. Because I, I do think if you're gonna if you're gonna ditch the I think he's gonna clean house. If you're gonna ditch the franchise quarterback, then you then it's time for like a full rebuild. I yeah, think. I think he's gonna clean um, house because Keith is getting older and he's he's and he's surprisingly had an injury history, and he's not gonna get any younger, and like, and then the older stuff, the older guys and whatnot. I mean, but I, I just think it's gonna get clean. On the flip side, we have a very recent sample. Of Cam playing very, very well in, uh, is it Nora Turner that came in last mm-hmm. year? The offense board, yeah, yeah. Cam playing, Cam playing very, very well in North Turner's offense before he hurt his shoulder, and that is encouraging. The question so, is not that is that he uh, that so, he ain't good. It's just like, will he be good again? Because we don't know until he heals up from all those injuries. Well, that's my point. Is like. When they had all the pieces together, it did work, mm-hmm. and so we have we've seen it recently work. Yeah. So, but a lot of times businesses they don't want to sit and wait for something that probably 50-50 shot that this could not work. People are want to bet more on like a more sure thing instead of like a retread that instead of trying to recapture the magic that may or may not happen again. Like I can see that logic. I want them to, to hang like the hang Lel must uh, to hang with Cam for another year to see what they have because I because we just don't have no answers at quarterback outside of Cam. Well, so that's what I mean. Like you know, <laughs> the the choices are try to win or 
like definitely be blow it up. You know what I mean? Like I don't think there's an in between uh, for next year. Like you know, because Tepper's already said I'm not standing for mediocrity anymore, and that's if you're gonna go like full process, isn't that mediocrity? But anyway, we don't have to rant about the process because yes. Anyway, um, that's wrong. Yeah, but thank you, Ron Rivera, for your. your services, like your years of service, it's like he's like a like a veteran. Um, for for many years of happiness, and did, did those, he actually serve the military? I think he actually served the military. Didn't he, he did. Yeah, because I see uh, him featured in those like the the USA US. commercials. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but thank you for your years of service because I think you put you put Carolina Panthers football more on the map than it was before. And you became, like, my favorite coach that Carolina's ever had. I mean, honestly, the way I've kept up with him is, like, the coaches I've known is him and John Fox. And I think he definitely surpassed John Fox. Oh, hell Just yeah. from the name and then, like, the progress that he made. And also having good teams helps. Yes. So, I'm going to miss you, Ron, because, like, I'm just going to miss, say, in Riverboat. Even my mom would be like, oh, Riverboat. <laughs> like, I love that name. I'm gonna miss saying that, or people saying, or the the announcers or commentators mentioning that on camera and stuff. I'm gonna miss that. We're just not gonna have that again. I'm gonna miss the delightfully mediocre Pepsi and ADT commercials. What can I say? <laughs> like the <sighs> he's like just shaking. He's nodding his head, yeah. and plus. I just like, and this might be small, but I love those those glasses that have like the tent the tent in them. <laughs> he just be looking like he just looking like cool daddy on the sideline with them shaved with them glasses, man, oh, yeah. and with that, oh, yeah. that that nice tight haircut too. <laughs> Ron looked like he could like, I would love to like have a beer with Ron Rivera, like because like he's seemed like a really cool guy. He looks like somebody's cool uncle. Yes, and he looked like he could like. Like, if somebody got out of line, he looked like he could kick somebody's ass. Yeah, yeah. No, he's like... <laughs> he do! I wouldn't want to mess with Ron. No. <laughs> no, here we go, here we go. Here's your movie plot. It's Ron Rivera is, is uh, the cool uncle who used to serve in the military, who whose house you get sent to for the summer to straighten you back into shape after you've gotten into trouble after school. Oh, man. Uh, that sounds like a movie that The Rock did. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's the new, it's going to be the new Walking Tall. Walking Tall 2. Did you Walking Too Tall? <laughs> I like this way better than our sports podcast. <laughs> Maybe just need a shift to just like randomness because I love talking randomness with sports sprinkle in between. But like this, I live for this. Dude, <laughs> so here's a fun fact I learned like yesterday. Did you know that movie, that like hilariously cheesy movie with The Rock, Walking Tall, was a freaking remake? Really? There was a movie in, like, 1973 called Walking Tall that was based on, like, kind of a true story, apparently. Johnny Um, Knoxville is in that movie. And And they stabbed somebody with a a potato peeler in that movie. And then then they, like, (laughs) obviously when they remade it with The Rock, it became extremely less based on a true story. 
Oh um, man, I just love when he just but, beat up people to two by four. But, <laughs> both both versions of the movie have had like multiple cheesy like straight to video sequels. Also, oh my so gosh, there's like there's like a walking tall like cinematic universe. Oh my gosh. So okay, so so thank you, Ron Rivera, for all your services and. Uh, Good luck in your future endeavors because, like, we know, like, you can get your new job if you want to, but if if not immediately, like, if you don't want to jump in a, in a job immediately, that's cool. Spend time with your family, but hey, go be on the, TV. But the football, the football world needs you, needs you, needs your presence. So, yes. good luck in your future endeavors, man, because you're awesome and you deserve all the success that you got, man. Good luck in your future Rothfield endeavors. Peace. <laughs> so. Uh, yes, noted listener of the podcast, Ron Rivera. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this week's Detox. All right, so... Have you noticed where I have the music, like, fading in there and kind of, like, underneath the first little bit? Word. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyway. Well, they all, like, end up being we talks, so... That's true. But, like... <clears throat> But you're always the conversation starter. Yeah. But pretty much, I guess what we're going to talk about is um, making the time for yourself. Because what I have learned, like, remember when you was a kid, like, you had all the time in the world. Once you, once you, like, you went to school and then, like, you go home, you do your homework, then you got, like, all these hours. Go outside, play games, do whatever, right? As an adult... I've learned over the last few years, and even like, especially this year, because like, this is like, um, I think since like 20, like since like 2014, this is like my first like true, like full-time job, like straight 40 hours a week. Like, uh, uh, nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. And then like doing part-time gigs and stuff like that. Nothing more. Well, I did like do forty hours, like my brief position, but then like it, it lessened. So, but straight, no questions asked. Forty hours a week, bam, bam, bam. Good. I didn't realize how exhausting it was, and like when I come home, a lot of times, but and then like you know, I spend time with family, uh, spend time with my girlfriend, and all that stuff. Um, and then by the time it gets late at night. And uh, done. she fall like as she falls asleep. I'm thinking like you know like okay, this is the time I can play games and stuff. But I don't have the energy, and I'm like I could do this, but that takes uh, that takes effort. And I'm just like okay, I just go on Twitch or YouTube, watch a video or something, and I go to bed. Um, the time like time is just very limited these days because with adulthood like it's. It is insane. Of like, it's just an insane balancing act that you that you have to do. And like, I feel like I and I'll be the first to tell you I suck at it because um, especially lately, like especially with these holidays and stuff, like um, it got to a point where I think it was like the whole month of no, like I think it was like from like mid October, I think it was like honestly the early October to like now like uh i think it was like from uh mid-october to at least like about like early november it was something ridiculous like 
Case and I had something like every weekend and whatnot, and we just weekends is you know the time when you normally rest because you have that that long work week. But then when you're doing all these like these get-togethers with family or like you're doing the, all these social social events and stuff, then oh my gosh, like you're just worn and beat down. And that's where and like and it's something that Casey had taught me like you know taking time for yourself. And I'm trying to do more of that. And um, <clears throat> like even if it's just something simple, um, like. Um, like I think that's what the switch was made for like hey play like I can play like a match or a rocket league for like 10 minutes with my on my portable mode put it away it's like you um, is, is there a video that you was looking forward to watching all day to make the time for that or if you just want to like you know uh, be silly or you want to stand or or if you want to be in your office and just sit and chill doing that like with all the chaos the simplest of things Making the time to do even the simplest of things makes all the difference. Like, we are well past the times where we could, like, do gaming marathon sessions for, like, five, six-plus hours. Like, we, we can't do that because our schedules don't allow that. And even if we did, like, with our attention span the way, and the way we're, like, I guess, quote, grown up now. Wait, wait, actually, we are grown up. Um... Um, but we're like, uh, we're, we're like teenagers at heart, I guess. I don't know. At times, I don't know. Um, spiritually. Yeah, spiritually. Yeah. I was going to say kid at heart because we like, we love, we love things that like, you know, people like the old generation might be like, oh, that's kid stuff. But you know, I digress. Um, it's just those, uh, taking time for those simple things. Like, uh, cause I tell you, um, I was so busy on Saturday and I got home late and like I make and I normally make time to like play Rocket League every like almost like like every week one night, uh every week like a like a weekend a night with uh with my friend Daniel. Uh one of my like one of my best friends Daniel. And um we do that. And then after we finished that, I was feeling really tired. But something came over me and I was like, huh. I've been dying to play Monster Hunter. It's 1.30 in the morning when we when our Rocket League session was adjourned. I said, I said, F it. let's play. And I was like, okay, there was a mission I wanted to play, like an optional mission, but it, but they had it was on a timed event thing, so they had took it off. I was like, oh, I want to play that. I'm like, wait a minute, am I actually at the end of the game? F it, let's jump in and let's do the final <laughs> boss. And I kid you not. I didn't get into bed till like I guess just before 4 a.m., like like early Sunday morning. But the fact that Sorry. I gave myself drive to like, cause I knew that was something I really wanted to do, and even with the life that the the chaos that was in my life, cause like I went to a, a basketball game then, like uh, with, my, with my my little nephew, and then like uh, went to the mall and did this and that, and with all those obligations I had. I pushed through because I knew this is something I really wanted to do, and I did it, and I finished the main campaign in epic fashion. I can tell people like, look, it was late Saturday night. I felt like playing this. I put my foot down on the gas and I went for it, and and I did it. 
and that's where like I'm not I'm not recommending people to stay up all night because as adults now as I realize we really need sleep is really important plus it's plus that important plus me staying up that late it threw me off most of that day yeah so <laughs> but what I'm saying is like making trying to make the time for yourself it, it could be anywhere from like you know, like an hour doing this or like 10 minutes doing that but making sure you remember that you need you need your time to do do the stuff that you enjoy like you music or doing this podcast so that's an interesting point because um, you and but it takes work to to have leisure time now you have to plan your leisure time and you got to be methodical now instead of it being like a like a freelance oh okay well I'm bored I'm just going to do this I understand why my parents were always like uh, we'd be at my grandma's house like my um um, on my dad's side, my, his mom, and him talking with his parents, and he used to say, "Okay, boo, let's go." Like, and I'm getting ready to go. Then we'll, they'll stop and talk another ten minutes. Okay, okay, we're gonna go, and then they talk like another ten or fifteen minutes because those. Uh, and I and I used to think that was annoying as hell, but as I realized, and and I, I've thought about this lately, it is with the life being so hectic. Having those moments to be able to talk with your parents or to chill with your parents or to, to be with family members that you haven't seen in a while or that doesn't often happen, like those those moments, those those make big differences. Like how you know, when we get the gang back together and everything, we're not really sitting down playing those games like we used to. What are we doing? We're talking. We're socializing. We're yeah. catching up because we don't know when we're going to be able to do this again. And I guess that's, and also we're just being adults because that's what adults do. It's more of, more of talking instead of like, you know, sitting down and playing video games and being like, you know, <laughs> less social. It's silly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just those little things of just making time for and yeah, and just take taking care of you. Because time is precious these days. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> that kind of struck a chord with me because... Ha, struck a chord, music. Um, you Drake Bell? Tee. Um, <laughs> you mentioned music, and as I'm sure any, any long-time listener of the show has probably pieced together at this point, I'm a person with, like, a normal office job who has dreams of working in the music business and making podcasts and things like that and doing that for a living. While making moolah. But in... The society in which we live, what that means in a practical sense is you have a day job and then you come home and do the passion at night. Um, but then you don't have a whole lot of time, a whole lot of energy or time to like do the passion the way you want to. Well, so where that leaves me is in a situation where I put a tremendous amount of pressure on myself to be, quote, productive, unquote, outside of the time that I spend at my desk at work. And in essence, that makes this not so much like this podcast. Cause I've, mm. I've been very protective of this as a fun thing and not an obligation oh, yeah. for that reason. But mm. you know, as far as like music goes and a lot of the production stuff I've been doing, it almost becomes like a second job, but a second job that like never ends and is just going 24 seven. And it, 
you know, I get into the ruts sometimes where it's like... What, like your music or podcasting? Yeah, that the with, yeah. The, with the creative stuff, because yeah. it's like, you know, sometimes, yes, you need to come home and, and just off and play video games for an evening because that's what makes you relaxed and mm -hmm. recharges the energy and, and I came home and watched a movie the other night and I intentionally yeah. decided I'm not going to like I'm going to rest no matter what because at some point my brain is going to go no moss <laughs> no and moss. I'd rather choose to rest instead of feeling guilty about it were you, you ever seen that boxer that said no moss no, but good reference, Th even though that's not... <laughs> that was a 30 for 30 I need to watch. Yeah, yeah the, the Sugar Ray Leonard... Uh, what was the guy's name? Duran? Duran? I think so. I, I, yeah, I, I need to look yeah, that yeah. up. I need to watch uh, that. I need to watch... Yeah. I need to, like, watch all the 30 for 30s from, like, from episode one to, like, all the way to, like, you know, they probably have, like, a hundred of these now. <laughs> they're pretty, they're pretty much all good. Yeah. Uh, but... At some point, yeah, the well is dry, and you... you got nothing. ...have a really... Hard time, you know. I, I've been struggling lately because I just have had such a hard time, like staying motivated to work on music stuff, you know. And I have this project that's like so close to the finish line, and I just, mm, you know. Sometimes you and, just gotta collapse and be like, I got nothing. And, and sometimes you just have to like give yourself permission to be like, try to get them it's, all. It's okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. And but you know, it's like. In my situation, it's, you know, sometimes it feels like, you know, every day that I don't make progress towards my dream is like a wasted day. And that's how it feels because, you know, every, again, every waking moment in our culture, we're supposed to be using to be productive. And mm. so when you're not productive, it's very easy to make yourself feel guilty and feel like I didn't do anything worthwhile today. But if you but sometimes but if like you, being lazy is being productive too. If you dedicated that time to yourself and your own well being, then it wasn't a waste of time. Mm -mm. And I think that's the point. Yes. Sleep your is point, productive. Yeah. Your point is not yes, you should definitely stay up till four AM playing video games. Your point is make time for yourself. Or if you sign something you really want, go after and get it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, like, it's something that makes you happy, and, like, feeling happy and experiencing happiness in life is a good thing that you, like, anyway. Because uh, yes. all that took was an extra hour, that was just an hour and a half. Right, and it, like, and, and it was just, like, made, like, a yeah. half hour of, like, ending cut scenes, and, like, you know, and it was just so flipping sweet seeing those credits roll, because I haven't seen credits from a game roll in a while, because <laughs> I actually finished like a main story of a game for the first time in like ugh, a long time yeah no and I mean you know it's oh fuck what was I trying to say um yes <laughs> about time um I was you gonna piggyback off of like um uh, like it ain't about like you know, like staying up four, four in the morning and doing this it's like um yeah, going after yeah I guess that's the point is just that like making that okay whatever you need to do to make that okay in your mind yeah um cause and, and that's actually what I was what I was getting at when I talked about this show and why it's so important for me that this show not be an obligation because yeah. 
it needs to be a fun thing that we choose to do because yeah. we enjoy it. This is fun um, and this is therapy in a way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and why, like, I've made a lot of efforts to streamline the workflow of getting these episodes out so it's less less work and less, mm -hmm. you know, feeling... Because I've even done that with the show before, with the editing, where I've, like, you know... Sure, you could just split split these into two episodes. I don't know. Like, if but, you know <laughs> but, you know, like, I've had times where I've just not had it. You know, I've not had the energy to edit these or whatever, and sometimes one sits around for a few weeks. Sometimes a picture just don't have it on one night. Right. And <laughs> instead of just being like... You know what? It's okay. I'll get to it tomorrow. Yeah. I made myself, you know, feel guilty over that, and yeah. it's like for what? This is a thing we do for fun. It's That's, a hobby. Yeah, and like I normally would make myself feel good sometimes of like, oh, I didn't get to this. I really want to get to that, but I didn't do it. And I spend my brains in like in a tizzy. I'm just like sometimes I have to remember to give myself the grace to be yeah. like, okay, we'll try tomorrow. And you know we have this weird tendency to be kind to everyone but ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know... Yeah. We are our biggest critics. world we live in could use a lot more kindness from all of us, and some of that kindness should be directed inward. Yeah. Because what's in here comes right back out to yeah. the people that's in front of you. And, you know... And how do you do that? You do some of the things that help refuel you, or, or as Casey breaks it down, like... No, gives your spoons back. She'll say, "I have no spoons. I have. I don't yeah. have any spoons left." Spoon theory. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. And you know, as time goes on, I, I've realized that takes a lot of different forms for me. You know, sometimes it's I wouldn't even really call myself a gamer anymore because I just I'm a very, very, very rarely I'm a filthy casual now. <laughs> But, you know, like, I'm thinking of, like, I'm, like, two console generations behind now or something, you know? Bro, that was that was me, like, uh, in college, like, while well, my friends had got, like, the 360 and then they got the Xbox One. I was, like, I was thinking, like, I'm not, like, not going to conform to consoles and, like, I'll get a PC and play that instead and this and that. And then, and then like, I broke down and got an Xbox One. <laughs> and I did build, like, a fancy computer that essentially is my next-gen gaming console, but... It helps you do the, just the stuff that you're passionate about. I think the, like, newest game that I own even is, like, the, like, second most recent Tomb Raider game. Anyways, yes. Very important to, to make time for the self. And, mm -hmm. you know, the other facet of it for me is that sometimes... I've, you know, almost, on the musician side, I've almost forgotten what it feels like to literally just pick up a guitar and play for fun. Um, because you because, don't want to waste your time and then you want to put something on paper. Every single time I come into my studio and I pick up an instrument, it's like, all right, I'm going to be recording or writing yeah. or, you know, or I'm going to not even pick up an instrument and I'm going to be mixing something or what have you. You know, I'm going to be doing work important grown-up work uh sometimes it's nice to just pick something up and just have fun yeah and just play like you did when you were a kid and, th and you know? back when you were in college yeah yeah because here's the thing and too some of the best songs that that have ever been made some were created when a person was relaxed and did it just for fun and they were like holy crap i got an idea 
I need to lay this down now because me relaxing and I just came up with like probably like one of my best ideas when I was like so like was was laser focused. Yeah. The literal word we use for it is play. It's not mm -hmm. work. You don't pick up and you don't pick up and work an instrument. You play it. Mm. It's play. It's supposed <laughs> to be fun. Anyway. Sorry we could not get uh, this episode like uh, do an episode before like Thanksgiving. We we hope uh, we hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, you know what? We were taking time for ourselves. That's right. And we suggest y'all do the same. Uh, and um, if like I, I turn this episode off right now and go down. No, just kidding. Nah, we're good. Uh, but like, I guess probably with the likelihood we might not be able to lay down an episode before Christmas. But so we want to make sure, make sure, <laughs> make sure, miss, make sure that we uh, wish you you guys a um, a Merry Christmas or or a um, Happy Hanukkah or Happy yeah, Kwanzaa. Here. Yeah, and. Um, Cause like, you know, spend time with your families, enjoy enjoy the enjoy the simple things in life, um, enjoy seeing a lot of red and green, like and singing Christmas carols and like uh, listening to uh, to uh, Christmas music until you really want to like blow your brains out with a bullet because you you hear uh, Mariah Carey's like you know all I want for Christmas is you for the umpteen time, which you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a lot for Christmas. I was thinking about this. You know how the NBA makes a big thing about having Christmas Day games every year. I remember one time they featured her like in 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 the in like the commercial bumps and stuff. Love it. You know they should make a tagline for that. We dish you a Merry Christmas. Oh my gosh. And they just show all highlights of like great assists, but like with Santa hats photoshopped onto the guys. Can we have like Jason Williams, like yeah. a young Jason Williams yeah. from the Kings? Yeah, yeah. Just glad to be here, being able to talk, and you know, In being able DVD to catch dome. up. Huh? In the DVD dome. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Our old stomping grounds, our new stomping grounds, actually. Love it. And uh, yeah, I redid my. I know you can't see it, but I redid my office, and we have like a proper space in here to record now. It's really nice. But and also, and also, special shout out to my little nephew's team who uh, was in that Christmas tournament this uh, this past week. Uh, yes. Ended yesterday. Uh, had a heartbreaking loss, but they played against a, a a team. They're a ninth grade team, but they played against a team that was actually the junior varsity team of this other school. Oh, it wow. was much bigger, and even had a guy who was the MVP <laughs> that actually was dunking in warmups. So like, but they fought tooth and nail, and like, uh, just a couple. There was just a couple extra. The team just made a couple, couple extra baskets in the clutch, and that's how they won the game. But they hung with when they when the team a team that was blowing out all the other teams that they had faced. They hung tooth and nail and was going like back and forth, back and forth. It's like, like in wrestling, like you have a winner and a loser. But in wrestling, you know how sometimes like the loser of the match can somehow come out strong. That was them. Yeah. And they have no shame. They, sh they should have no shame and should not hold their their heads uh, low. They should hold them high because they they showed me they had a lot of heart and they and they showed me that they they do have like all the they have the tools necessary to be a great basketball team and they got skills. 
So, you know, they work on, like, look at the film, work on, uh, work on ironing the kinks out and practice and stuff. They keep getting better. The sky's the limit for them. And I can't wait to see what they look like when they go move up to junior varsity and then when they grow up and become, and then go to varsity. Hey, those, hey, those kids go on places. And, like, I had fun time watching them, cheering for them the last couple, uh, last uh, few days. Um, my voices have gone because I can kind of hear it. Yeah, championship, man. Y'all, I was literally like, uh, like doing like chanting defense, like the halfway through the third quarter to like pretty much the rest of the game. Defense, boom, boom, just stomp my foot and everything. And I got people doing it too. It was like, it was great, dude. Someday, when you have a kid of your own, I'm gonna be here for you being a crazy sports parent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like make a point of showing up at least a few times for that because oh my god you if it's like your own kid shoot i'm already like that with my little nephew that's what i'm saying (laughs) i'm here for it man (laughs) but to my little nephew's team y'all keep doing what y'all doing um no y'all got the support in me um Dan over here, um, um, I won't be able to go to all your games this year, but those Friday games, y'all got one tomorrow actually, uh, but the Friday games, the weekend games, I'm definitely going to be there, I'm going to try to be the loudest ones there because I want to let y'all know that y'all got people who support who support y'all, uh, your team and support what y'all doing. So I know you guys keep talking about the, the next game, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be there. Yeah, that's right. I am gonna be there. <laughs> but yeah, so, so yeah, so big ups to you guys. Um, so yeah, um, um, this has been a great show. So, with uh, with all that said, I've been um, uh, D with two E's and always right beside my main man right here. It's been Dan with an A N. Yeah. F- a wonderful set of holidays and end of year if we don't see you before then. Yeah. And to that, peace. I wish I could just hug you all. But I'm not gonna. But someday, he will. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I can see where Tapper, uh, what? Tepper? Tepper. Tepper was, uh, Tepper Gore. That typical. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! We're gonna talk to Congress about how heavy metal is a moral corruptant. We're gonna have the like friggin' family morals society. And the guy from Twisted Sister is gonna be like, "Yo, dude, you got this all wrong." Anyway. What was his name? D. D- Snyder. D-, D. Snyder. Bingo. How do I remember his name? Yes, because how do you know that? I, I, we, we had a music and contemporary culture class, and he and we actually saw like a, a little like mini documentary of um you know of that case. Love it. And that's how I learned that um, uh, Ice T used to do heavy metal, thrash metal. So yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. No, I love it. Like, cause of that, even though you know, Twisted Sister is like long, long, long. You know, not been relevant. But but he like, got that. Too, but D Snyder has that. D Snyder will literally never have to buy a beer in the metal community ever again because of that. Plus, like, he plus he has a trademark look. He has like the like that like that blonde hair, that curly blonde hair, and those shades. Yeah. Didn't they? Didn't they do like a, we're not gonna take it? Like, was no, that, that was Quiet Riot? Quiet Riot. Okay. I what? forget. I forget which one Twisted Sister did, but okay. 
Or wait, no, God, no, crap, no, I suck, I'm terrible, I think that was Twisted Sister. Because mm. didn't like Congress try to make it like, oh my gosh, it's like telling people to, to diso disobey authority and telling people to riot and commit yeah. violent crimes and stuff. Wow, wow, <laughs> I suck. I actually thought that song was Quiet Riot. Wow. Mm. I suck. I don't, know who, I don't to. know who Choir Riot is, so I suck too. You know that like <laughs> supposed story about there was like a kid that supposedly dunked on LeBron at one of his basketball camps and he like had the tapes destroyed so no one would ever see it? That will be me with this podcast. I'll have to like just edit out that entire section. Is that, so. is that Dunk Gate? Like destroy <laughs> the tapes? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have to destroy the tapes so you know, just like Goodell destroyed the Bronny Gate. Tapes. Brody Gate, <laughs> and I can just see people like doing parodies. Hey, look! I made Brody cakes, and someone destroys the cake. <laughs> Where's my brain going? <laughs> I love hanging out with you, buddy. I love that we have recorded an entire podcast that no one's ever gonna hear. It's um, all good. The lost episodes after oh dark. No, but no. Well, actually, after that's just too many name drops. No, this one will be this. <laughs> This is too many name drops. We'll censor so. the names and this one will be a Patreon exclusive. Oh my. I like it. <laughs> you have to pay us ten bucks to listen to this. Let's what go came that. first, the chicken or the egg? Hmm. Uh, so much of that's getting cut. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in because you just hit your toe on the keyboard. This is the We Talks. <laughs> it's the Weed Talks. Oh man! No. Only if we were living in Colorado or California. I said Colorado. Col <laughs> Col Colorado. Colorado. California. <laughs> California just fused. <laughs> that would be easier if they like if they were like neighbor like adjacent states. They just <laughs> California.